0: Dong Hyun Kim is a huge star in South Korea. He has casted on a bunch of variety shows in his home country and because of this, he has found a lot of success on television. But before all this fame, Kim was a mixed martial artist, and he was someone who had a lot of promise to go far in the sport. He was an all around force, especially on the feet where he was known for finishing his opponents and is also credited as the first fighter to win with the spinning elbow knockout in the UFC. He found a ton of success in Asian MMA promotions, and that success only continued Continued in the UFC where he became a top 10 welterweight. At one point, Bleacher Report put him at number 4 on the list of best foreign UFC fighters alongside Alexander Gustafsson, Habib Nurmagomedov, Conor McGregor, and Rory McDonald. It was clear that there was a lot of potential for Kim to go far and possibly become a UFC champion one day. But ultimately, it never happened. So how good was Dong Hyun Kim actually? Kim began his MMA career on April 10th, 2004 at the age of 22. Early in his life, he trained in judo taekwondo and hapkido this led to him becoming an mma fighter in 2004 but after two fights he retired due to needing money at one point during his retirement kim was living in new zealand for four months and here he had three jobs eventually he returned to south korea and decided to come out of retirement as an mma fighter by signing with japanese mma promotion deep and this was a good decision as he would find a lot of success by going 7-0 and thus improving his record to 9-0. This run led to Kim fighting for the dream welterweight championship against champion Hidehiko Hasegawa, a fighter who Kim defeated by knockout a few months prior. Although Kim was unable to get the finish in the second fight, he was finding a lot of success for the most part, especially whenever he brought the fight down. It seemed like he was on his way to winning this fight by decision, but in the end, the judges scored it as a draw which was seen as controversial by many. This was also Kim's last fight with Deep before signing with fellow Japanese MMA promotion, Pride FC. But with Pride being bought out by the UFC, Kim remained as a free agent. Although initially the WEC wanted to sign him, he rejected the offer and pushed for a signing with the UFC as the WEC didn't televise their fights in South Korea while the UFC did. So in the end, Kim signed with the UFC and made his debut with the promotion in May of 2008 at UFC 84 against Jason. And Kim looked amazing as he denied the takedowns and found success on the feet and on the ground. This led to a judo throw and elbows in round 3 that forced the ref to step in. Making Kim the first Korean to win in the UFC. Following this win, Kim went 2-0 with 1-0 contest in his next 3 fights. The 1-0 contest was against Karo Parisian, which was originally a split decision defeat for Kim. The result was controversial, but in the end, it got overturned to a no contest after Karo tested positive for banned painkillers. Then at UFC 114, he fought Amir Sadala. Kim looked great in this fight as he brought the fight down many times, maintained top control, threw ground and pound, and attempted submissions. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. At UFC 125, Kim fought Nate Diaz. For the first two rounds, Kim had his moments on the feet, but most of his success occurred when he brought the action down. But in the final round, Nate began to find success of his own with shots on the feet. Regardless, it wasn't enough and by the end, Kim won by unanimous decision. At UFC 132, Kim fought Carlos Condit. Although Kim was able to bring the fight down early on, Carlos got back up and connected on the feet. This included a flying knee that knocked Kim out, handing him his first defeat in mma after this kim went three and one in his next four fights with that one defeat ending quickly in the first against damian maya due to a rib injury so he was back on track heading into his fight against eric silva and it was one that ended quickly as kim connected with an overhand right that knocked eric out cold Following this win, Kim headlined his first fight night against John Hathaway, and Kim won in highlight reel fashion by connecting with a spinning back elbow that knocked John out cold, making this the first spinning elbow knockout in UFC history. 5 months later, Kim fought Tyron Woodley. Tyron ended the fight early in the first by bringing Kim down and connecting with ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. At UFC 187, Kim fought Josh Berkman. Kim was able to bounce back by winning this fight in the third via arm triangle choke. After this, Kim fought in his home country of South Korea for the first time in over 10 years. His opponent was Dominic Waters. Kim brought the fight down quickly and locked Dominic in a crucifix which led to ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. Following this win, Kim won his next fight against Tarek Safadine before losing to Colby Covington. This defeat would be his final fight in MMA because at the age of 35, Kim walked away from the sport. But since then, he has stayed super busy as he has been making so many TV appearances in south korea he has become a huge celebrity back in his home country and it's honestly such a great thing to see for him so after going 22-4-1 one with one no contest, how good was Dong Hyun Kim actually? DHK was very underrated throughout his career. Yes, he never won any major titles, but he remained as a top welterweight. He has some impressive wins on his resume, and 3 out of the 4 fighters that he did lose to went on to capture UFC gold, while Damian Maya went on to challenge for the belt. And even that defeat wasn't a true one as Kim lost early due to injury. The only way Kim could be beaten was by getting finished. So for Kobe, Covington to dominate him for 3 rounds and win by decision was not only impressive, but it also showed that maybe Kim didn't have it in him anymore to be a top MMA fighter. Which is why I believed he called it a career at the right time because he seemed like the type who only fought to be the best. So once he lost the fight by getting outclassed, maybe he realized that it was time to move on. But in general, what I'm trying to get at is that DHK only lost to the very best. Aside from these defeats, he was looking amazing. He was a very, very well rounded fighter as he could find success wherever the fight went. His striking was solid as he was accurate and powerful which was the reason why he did so well in ending the fight with one shot. He had strong judo which was good in bringing the action down and while there he was great at controlling his opponent with either ground and pound or submissions. And pair these skills with his fight IQ and you get a fighter who looked to be on his way to becoming the first South Korean to capture a UFC championship. Unfortunately that wasn't the case as he was never able to even contend for the title. Just when it seemed like he was going to get there, he'd lose to a fighter who would go on to fight for the title themselves. And because of this, he never really got that much recognition during his MMA career. But I do think he deserves his flowers because aside from being a top guy in the UFC's welterweight division, he was huge for South Korean MMA. He was the first South Korean fighter to win in the UFC. But aside from that, he was the first MMA fighter from South Korea who really had promised to become a UFC champion. Which meant all this this was huge for the growth of the sport in South Korea. After all, there are so many South Koreans in the UFC now, and I can't help but to think that Dong Hyun Kim was a huge inspiration to them. And not only was he an inspiration to South Korean MMA, but also Asian MMA as a whole. For a long time, there weren't many prominent Asian MMA fighters in the UFC. A lot of them found success in pride, but once the promotion got bought out, many of the Asian fighters were unable to find much success in the UFC. But Dong Hyun Kim, Kim was an exception as he showed that Asia does in fact have fighters that can find success in the UFC and possibly even capture gold. His MMA career has been so influential and it's one that deserves some shine. But even if he doesn't get that much of it, it's good to see that he is treated as a hero in his home country. He is a celebrity in South Korea now and it's nice to see this happen for him post MMA. He was a solid fighter who helped grow the sport of MMA in South Korea. That's why I would give his MMA career an 8.5 out of 10. But what do you think? How good was Dong Young Kim actually? And what was your favorite moment from his career? But that's a lot for now so I'll see you in my next one. Bye bye.